0: Hello and welcome to That Film Stew. I'm Luke. And I'm Jason. This is our movie show where we bring you the latest movie and TV news.
1: The future of the DC films takes a new direction. The Kang Dynasty has a director
0: and the catalogue of video game movies continues to expand. The Rocky franchise delays, announcements, controversy, Chris Rock gets animated and Bernard the Elf is back. But before all that, We'll start with Trailer Talk. Kevin Hart and Mark Wahlberg play old friends reconnecting on a wild trip in Me Time. Gotta be honest, this looks fun. And this is not too long after that last Kevin Hart movie on Netflix. And this is another Netflix film. The Man from Toronto with Woody Harrelson. I'm not sure if you've seen that one yet.
1: Not yet. But How I watched
0: that. that. Yeah. Oh, not good. Okay. Really not good. <laughs> to the point where I thought, do you know what? I might need a break. I know we're going to get more Kevin Hart in Super Pets, but I might need a little bit of a break. And then I see this trailer for me time. Okay, I'm back. I'm more than happy to watch more Kevin Hart. I don't know. The Man from Toronto, there was just something about that movie that did not click. But this trailer, what do you think? i um, I, I spent the most of the
1: time watching this trailer just thinking, you know what, if if I was in this situation, I would just be like, I'm just going to stay home and just have peace with myself, catch up on some shows, just sit in silence. That's what I need. Um, No, no, no. Um, look, watching this, like, look, it's an interesting premise. And look, Mark Wahlberg surprisingly can be pretty funny. He's over the years has won me over in terms of his comedic chops. I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll watch something in him odd, like not a pairing. I thought I would, I mean, I could be, have they ever done something before? I, I, I just couldn't really conceptualize these two being in a flick together. It seems to work. Yeah. I mean, um, first time I've got to admit, I didn't laugh once. I didn't find this that oh. funny and there's I mean look, there's they're right. doing silly things. There, you know, there's the cat. I don't know. There things are happening in this movie. There, there seems to be a lot of antics and I'm like, okay. But I didn't laugh. Like none of it seemed funny. It just seemed loud and a little bit obnoxious. You know, just like on vacation kind of thing like they're up to no good there's there's stuff going on there's all these crazy things which is what you expect that's this type of movie i just didn't see see it didn't seem that funny though i mean it could be wrong but it could just be this trailer the movie might be hilarious when these jokes are in context i don't know yeah
0: I know. I, I don't know. I, I think this trailer looks like a pretty good indicator of the film. So maybe this is not going to be for you. But the wife and I watched the trailer, both laughing. You know, it looks um, looks like a funny film. And it comes out, like, really soon. It's like end of August. I've noticed more and more with these Netflix films. Like they'll drop a trailer, a poster, and then you're weeks away from the film. Like, I've never even heard of this film before. And
1: it's to—it's almost mean, here. It's to make sure that you they capitalise on the on the sudden interest and don't mm-hmm. lose that energy. You know, no point advertising something. You know, into des- for December or something. Well, me? they are they're advertising <laughs> <laughs>
0: they're advertising uh, Guillermo del Toro's new Pinocchio film. So that gets a magical teaser trailer for a movie that's going to come out later in the year.
1: I and, want and you know the, the award I mean, for the best segue because <laughs> I set that up.
0: <laughs> that, that was that was very good. On one hand, I'm thinking, does he honestly not know or is he setting it up? Well, well played. <laughs> well played. But we recently talked about another Pinocchio film. We're getting a live action Pinocchio film from Disney. It's going to be on Disney+. Plus. We've got Tom Hanks as Geppetto. This is a different thing, and Del Toro is the appeal, but this looks like it's going to be darker than the Disney one. This one has I mean, I don't do you know what I was gonna say as Joseph Gordon love it, as Jiminy Cricket, but that might be the Disney one. I think I'm getting them mixed up. It's hard to keep track which one's which. It's definitely. But this trailer, <laughs> Does. <laughs> okay, I mean, yes, of course. You know, before hitting record, <laughs> I did a quick rewatch of the trailer. You're right. Anywho, there's two Pinocchio films coming out. Oh, I try I not get confused yeah. like I have. <laughs> but I mean, this one, does this, you like the look of this trailer?
1: Yeah, look, if you had asked me like six months ago, which I'm sure you probably did, hey, there's two Pinocchio movies coming out. One of them's a live action Disney remake, and one of them's a Guillermo del Toro. You know, like dark fantasy fest. Which one are you more excited for? I'd be like, you know what? Give me the give me the live action Disney remake. And I saw that teaser and I was like, yeah, that was pretty underwhelming. Whatever. Pinocchio looks good though. You know what it, you know, it looks nice design. Watching this though, number one, I feel like I could just listen to Ian McGregor in his native tongue, like <laughs> just all day, every day. Like, what a soothing son of a bitch. Um This looks good. This looks magical. This looks interesting. Different. I mean, even the dialogue, you know, it's like, this is the story of Pinocchio that you haven't heard or seen before. And it's like, I believe you. (laughs) Yeah, this... And look, I'm I'm sure we're probably going to get pretty much the same kind of story. It's a wooden boy. It becomes real. I'm sure there's a donkey thing in there somewhere in the creepiest way possible. But no, this looks this looks really good. I mean, aesthetically, you know, visually it, it it's given us something, you know, very in line with what Del Toro is good at doing. Um, but this, this trailer, like it's, yeah, it, it, it lit a spark in me. I was like, shit, I want to watch this. <laughs> so bring on December. I'll be there in my house <laughs> watching Netflix.
0: Yeah. It's, um, <laughs> It looks good. It's, it's almost like they're making a Pinocchio film for kids and a Pinocchio film for grown-ups. Two Pinocchios. There's enough Pinocchio to go around. <laughs>
1: There's enough Pinocchio to poke an eye out there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Well, that's it for Trailer Talk. Now on to movie news.
1: Warner Brothers Discovery has cancelled the release of DC's Batgirl. So, despite being nearly finished, the $90 million film will not release in cinemas or on HBO Max. Batgirl test audiences reportedly thought the film was like a bad episode of TV. Um, Batgirl co director Adil El Arbi has shared a new image of Leslie Grace as Batgirl and Michael Keaton as Batman following uh, the announcement. Um, and Warner Brothers has also decided to shelve. The 40 million dollar animated feature Scoob holiday haunt. Um, yeah, and uh, what else can we add here? Warner Brothers Discovery is considering delaying the release of Shazam, Fury of the Gods, and Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. There's a lot going on here.
0: <laughs> and my um my head hurts. I, I I mean, there's just so much to unpack. You know, I just want to point out that ordinarily we do the movie show fortnightly and then we fell into a cycle where the shows got pushed out a little bit so we've actually done now two movie shows covering three weeks worth of news where again ordinarily it would be fortnightly so so much news has been building up and I feel like this Batgirl news happened forever ago Mm. but we're finally just getting around to talk about it but it just seemed like every other day more news was being added to the story now there's talks that apparently you know although Leslie Grace isn't going to be Batgirl in this movie there's still potential for her to be Batgirl elsewhere in the EU. but all this news of delays and oh and you mentioned the the image so we get to see an image of Michael Keaton as Batman and I mean, that movie had so much going for it. Brendan Fraser as the big bad playing Firefly and still shelved. And the reasoning at 90 million, Warners are saying that it's too cheap to put on the big screen, too expensive to put on the small screen, so they're just going to not release it. And you're like, oh, what is... Is, is happening. And then buried amongst all that news. Oh, by the way, Warner's were making a sequel to Scoop, a holiday movie. I didn't even know that was a thing. Also, Shelved. It's just bizarre. Very, I mean, very bizarre.
1: That that Scoop, that first Scoob movie was was rubbish. Who cares? Um, oh yeah, it wasn't great. It wasn't great. Wasn't great. <laughs> now look we've had the we've had the advantage with that with the situation that you know that we're in at the moment uh with a few delays my bad um that we have allowed this news to sort of mellow and we found out a little bit more um and surprise surprise i was what i had speculated when this news first came out actually seems to have some weight to, to what's going on and i'll tell you what it is it's brand Recognition, recognition or, I guess, like brand reputation. So what, you know, like there's a lot of context to, you know, the history of where Warner Brothers Discovery is. Obviously like the, you know, the changing of, oh, let's say the changing of management from, uh, what was his name? I think it was David Kalar from, you know, the, from the at and you know, Warner Brothers kind of time where all of these projects were, were green lit. Batgirl, what was it, the Wonder Twins, all that kind of crap. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then now we've got, we've got um, Jason Zaslav, it's a whole lot of new names to, to learn, you know, leading this charge, the Warner Brothers Discovery sort of thing moving forward. And it seems to be what they're doing now is that, like, they're, you know, and we've been talking about it for ages, all these DC projects being cancelled, um, you know, or brought to a conclusion, an end, you know, like the CW shows, everything all over the place, they're cleaning shop. And what they're doing here is something that I think the DC films in particular, let's be honest, I, you know, there's always a bit of, you know, quality and stuff to enjoy with, you know, the films that have come out, but there hasn't been that clear direction. There hasn't been that clear, like, we're going to put out quality. And I know this is all very debatable and subjective, But if you know, if you are going to play that game where we're comparing DC to Marvel, which we shouldn't have to, but you know, just for the sake of apples and apples, that's what we've got. It hasn't been as solid ground as, you know, say the 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 Marvel Studios direction of things. And I think what they're doing now is saying, like, hey, let's not put something out that we don't think is of the quality that we want to represent our our brand. They're actually, we've got a person now in charge saying, if we put something out that is subpar. It's actually going to do more damage to our brand than than anything positive, and that's the kind of leadership that I think DC Films or you know Warner Brothers in general need. You know, like yeah, I I, I get it's, it's it. A, I do. It's a big it's a twins, thing, you know it's a bigger thing than just yeah. That I,
0: I know, I know, and, and it's making sense what you're saying, but I, I just I don't know, Batgirl. It still has me very surprise you know you've got the guys behind bad boys for life they did a couple of episodes of miss marvel for well marvel you know michael keaton batman brendan Fraser. it just you know what we'd seen of the film so far i think just to shelve it i don't know but you're right they're obviously course correcting They're coming out and saying that they're still looking for that kevin feige type they don't have that person yet there was rumors of greg belanti you know he's done all that um, work DCTV for the CW Titans on HBO Max. That maybe he could be the Kevin Feige type, but they still need to wait for that person. But they're saying they're going to look at having a 10 year plan, they're going to map it out. I mean, yeah, ideally, they'd have done that before they hit record on Man of Steel. You'd have thought that <laughs> they'd have had a plan, but there's been so many changing of the guard. But the comparisons to Marvel, I mean, why not? The comparisons between Marvel and DC in comics has been there for decades. Like, it's always been there. The comparisons there in comics, you get it in TV, you get it in film. It's always going to be there. And if Marvel have got a model, not if, Marvel clearly have a model that works, why not peek over the fence? See what they're doing.
1: You know, it's just,
0: yeah, the the Batgirl news, though, it just really, Mm -hmm. yeah, really flawed me, and I was expecting any day to get cancellation news on Blue Beetle, which apparently still still seems to be a thing. It's still happening, and although started HBO Max is getting a theatrical release.
1: The thing with Blue Beetle, like you know, again, they're not just they're not just saying cancel everything, kill everything. It's all done. They've taken a look at Blue Beetle, and apparently they're saying this is quite good. We. This has got some there's some good stuff happening here. So they want to I know, but do know, do you know, you know what the,
0: the thing is, the thing is though, right? You've got directors working on these films, you know, the, the directors of Batgirl. And it's not a director that is saying, Do you know what? This doesn't look good enough. It's a suit, it's an executive who's making those decisions. We can do better. That's I don't know. I mean, I like the idea of quality control. I really do, but to have this film nearly finished, I don't know. It just no. I mean, we've got to wait and see. I mean, at the, at the end yeah. of the day,
1: it's it. You know, it is disheartening and it's sad when the talent, the directors, the the artists, the actors put their heart and souls into a project and and it doesn't get to see the light of day. Of course, like that is gut wrenching. That's terrible. But also. You know, like the studio is the one that owns the movie; it's their movie. The directors of course, are still of getting of paid. The actors are still being paid. It's all happening. It's it's the studio's decision whether it gets released or not. And I mean, that's just that's just how it is. So even though it's a suit, you know, like again, I think the suits that were yeah, in no, I get it. I get it. Green light and all of this. Yeah, I think a lot of decisions. I mean, they were the they were the same people that made the decision to release all of their movies day and date. Theaters and HBO Max. The hell was that all about? Remember that? And that's
0: Gaslight of a Year. Yeah, (laughs) I know, yeah, I do. Yeah. Yeah, I do. I remember that. And that's a thing as well. That's happening, isn't it? The the merger between HBO Max and Discovery Plus, that's gonna become just one thing. And since then they've started selling off in the U.S. that were HBO Max original films to places like you know Netflix and, well, any other streaming service. Whereas outside of the U.S., you could watch a HBO Max on binge, Netflix, but in the U.S., it was a HBO Max exclusive. So I guess, you know, looking at a way of getting back some of the money that they've spent, yeah. So it's a cause correction. I mean, we, those, we know that it is
1: those movies that they've been selling off. I mean, they're obviously not bringing in subscribers anymore to HBO and that's what it's all about with streamers—just sub- subscribers. Oh, of course. But look, you mentioned the ten-year plan, which, again, it's it sucks that we don't get to watch this movie. It might have been good, might you know, might have been out of garbage. Maybe it'll get leaked one day because they cannot release it for any sort of profit due to their tax write-off thing. But it could get leaked. Who knows, if we can see Roger Cormitt's bloody Fantastic Four film, we could watch this Batgirl movie in some degree, unfinished, I'm sure, Um, but that'll be exciting. But yeah, you mentioned the 10-year plan, and look, they're saying, you know, like, in this plan, the idea is to have Superman be the focus, the front, the you know, the face, the front of of the franchise going forward. It's like, yes, that seems like a logical choice, Where's that Man of Steel too? Or, or maybe they'll just restart. Who knows? But I feel for the first time in a long time, the future of DC seems like it's in good hands. Even though this sucks, I feel like this is a good thing. And that's all I have to say about that. Yeah,
0: I, I still haven't got... I still clearly haven't got over Batgirl. And maybe when I do, I'll be as optimistic as you. But I do like the sound. Of Superman being front and center because I mean, come on, since 1938, <laughs> Superman,
1: <it's>
0: Superman. <laughs> and Henry Cavill, get him back. I, I watched um, Batman v Superman again the other day, and come on, get this guy back. Give him a Man of Steel too. We've got to see that. Please, one day, let us let us see that. Black Adam has received a new post credit scene in test screenings that tease the future of the DCEU. So that course correction is happening right away, isn't it?
1: I hope the scene is like Henry Cavill flying in and he's just like, Do you know what? I've been pretty absent. I'm gonna I'm gonna do more. And that's it. And they just cut to black. Superman will return. <laughs> Well, hopefully uh, we get to see his future. head, though.
0: Yes. Remember the end of Shazam, and it was a headless Superman? <laughs> I mean,
1: wait, when you say it, like, it that sounds horrific. <laughs> but, <laughs> well, it's what I saw, was, the headless Superman. <laughs> it was off screen. It was off screen. Um, but, look, again, that that just goes to show that it's like they're already starting to put some things and alter what they've got to set up the the future. And, again, I'm optimistic. I'm optimistic. Um, Something where I'm I'm not as optimistic, even though I do want to see this movie, and even though I'm slightly not even sure if it's real anymore, or if it will ever get released. Um, The Flash. The bloody Flash. As Ezra Miller's controversial behavior continues, uh, Warner Brothers is reportedly looking at three different options. One of them includes a last resort scrapping the movie entirely i don't think
0: which they, they, no, they no they don't I don't think they don't want, want to do that they honestly they, yeah they don't want to do that but you know what if i'm leslie grace i'm like are you kidding me with this shit <laughs> what does this guy need to do i've lost my movie <laughs> we're still talking about releasing a flash it did, movie
1: it's a different circumstance i mean I oh, remember, remember back in the day and I was like, Do you know what? Ezra Miller just weirds me out. There's something about this guy I don't like. Yeah. Um, and here we are. You've said um, that for a while. Yeah. Well, yeah. Just, he always, <laughs> it might have just been that we need to talk about Kevin movie because I think that's really set me on a path with him. <laughs> anyway, he did He did such a good job that I've always felt he'd had him. Um, It's a different circumstance. Again, this, looking at this movie being like, ah, oh, we're in a, such a shitty position because... Apparently this movie is quite good. <laughs> and they wanna they wanna release this movie and they want it to be successful yeah. and, and bring in all the, you know, all the cheddar and all the, the good stuff for the brand, the DC brand. It's a different situation. They're saying that Backyard was
0: was no good. Um I know I was yeah, yeah. I was I was joking, but yeah, but Ezra Miller, mate, sort it out. I mean we talked about you know Comic Con. Dwayne Johnson was there in full costume as Black Adam. Marvel had all the Marvel news, but DC weren't able to really put too much forward, but they should have been able to have Ezra Miller come out promoting the Flash, have Michael Mm. Keaton there, you know, promoting the fact that he's back as Batman. It should have been a big thing, but now we're getting all this course correction And we'd have been told that, hey, in the DCEU, we will get Ben Affleck as Batman again in The Flash, but then he's going to leave and Michael Keaton will be the Batman. Well, the bat is out of the bag. Okay, good. Ben (laughs) Affleck is returning. I thought I'd get more of a response anyway. Ben Affleck is returning as Bruce Wayne in Aquaman 2, and this was confirmed by Jason Momoa. Now. What happened is a tour bus went by Ben Affleck as Bruce Wayne hanging out with Jason Momoa, two and two together, so they announced it. And this wasn't too long after Comic-Con, so everything that's happening with the Flash movie, this clearly was supposed to be a secret, because otherwise they'd have been like, hey, Comic-Con, more Affleck as Batman, which, you know, People are hot and cold on, you know, Batman v Superman, especially the Joss Whedon Justice League film, but people do tend to really like Africa's Batman, so that would have been a great thing for Comic-Con, although saying that, I think he may have been on his honeymoon with J-Lo. Who knows? <laughs> but they clearly wanted to keep it quiet. They had to they could have just announce a it up to or get something. ahead.
1: They could have, you know, they didn't need yeah, it. Yeah,
0: but they... <laughs> Oh, i guess but they had to get ahead of it but it's just telling isn't it so batgirl isn't going to get released that was michael keaton batman as a last resort talking about scrapping the flash michael keaton as batman all the while I mm-hmm. like. Well, the- he's back as as batman
1: so i think this all goes back to you know like they're cleaning shop, they're they're retooling what the future of of the the DC movies are. Even though they're like, look, we want to put in a 10-year plan, I think they're at the stage where they're still developing that 10-year plan. And I guess in the retooling, were they ready to make these announcements at Comic-Con and all that? Maybe not yet. Maybe they were still sort of sussing out exactly what they're doing, really refining stuff. And I think, you know, like obviously with Aquaman getting, you know, potentially delayed projects sort of flipping the flash you know for the rest of eternity uh being pushed back when was that meant to come out like 2012 or something i think this (laughs) if the flash was i think with with it all (laughs) going back and forth michael keaton appearing in the flash is it Do you reckon it's potential that there was already a scene filmed for michael keaton to feature in aquaman but now they've had to switch it out with Ben Affleck because it wouldn't make sense yet. I don't know. I think I maybe. I, I, honestly, I...
0: It is. Well, again, Keaton was meant to be, moving forward, the DCEU Batman because Affleck had stopped. He came back for that scene at the end of Zack Snyder's Justice League. But other than that, he was he was done. But now it seems like maybe maybe he's not done. Which I'm okay with, by the way. I'm absolutely okay with. But at the same time, you know, after all these years, you know, we got Batman 89, returns in ninety-two. And then all these years later, we were gonna get Keaton back as Batman. And potentially it just I don't know, it might not happen. But then we've seen the teaser for the Flash movie in the Batcave. You see the 89 Batmobile. It it's confusing. And do you know what? I can see why. Those suits at Warner Brothers are like, we need to do something here. Because even <laughs> he our fans out of control, he that, out of control. That, that watch all our movies are scratching their heads over what exactly is happening. So yeah.
1: Yeah, there's there's a lot. There's a lot going on at DC. And you know what? On top of everything, despite announcing the Batman sequel at Cinemacon earlier this year. Uh, The Warner Brothers merger with Discovery has reportedly put the future of Matt Reeves' franchise into flux. The Batman 2 has not officially been announced or greenlit or whatever phrasing wording you want to use.
0: Yeah, we're still, still waiting. But the Joker sequel starring Joaquin Phoenix and Lady Gaga has a release date, October 4th, 2024, the film has an increased budget from that first movie. It's said to take place largely in Arkham Asylum, so that's going to be pretty cool. And do you know what? We talked. It seemed like such a long time ago about the casting of Lady Gaga, and then recently it was officially announced. So I'm like, all oh, right. I thought mm. we knew this already. I thought this was already a thing. But like she we was like, posting like, about it on her. Yeah. yeah. We're always talking We're about like the it Simpsons. We just sure. know things. Before, <laughs> I mean, before they I mean, yeah, get announced. <laughs> We're like the Simpsons. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, Zazy Beats is reportedly in talks to reprise her role as Sophie Dumond, which is interesting because I very much. My interpretation is that Arthur killed her at the end of that first movie, but maybe not. Or maybe she's now. An ongoing delusion. Who knows? But apparently yeah. she is coming back. Like I mean,
1: who knows what was real and what was it in that first movie? there's a, there a lot going on. But yeah, where we leave her character, I think, um doesn't really set her to to come back. But no, well, yeah. maybe she'll feature in the you know those musical uh, delusions that they're.
0: There's well, that's it. And if if it's largely taking place in Arkham, then yeah, maybe she is. Real to him, but nobody else.
1: Yeah, I mean, look, if 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 Arthur Fleck, in his delusions, truly believed that he was, or like she was a, you know, his girlfriend, for the entirety of that movie, why not? Why would that not continue now? You know, like yeah,
0: because he's got a new girlfriend in Harley Quinn. Who knows? Oh, I'm sure Todd Phillips needs exactly what he's doing.
1: He'll need closure with her. He'll break up there with her you in his own delusions. <laughs> so it's fine. Um, Shang-Chi, let's make it Marvel. Let's make it Marvel. Shang-Chi, uh, filmmaker Destin Daniel Cretton will direct the next Avengers movie 2025's Avengers the Kang Dynasty.
0: It is so far away. That <laughs> <laughs> is such
1: a long time. I just hope the, the second, I hope the next Avengers movie won't be far from that anyway. That's yeah. Bit of a jack. not funny. I get it.
0: Two in one year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Shang-Chi. Um, interesting choice. I enjoyed that. I enjoyed that film. Yeah, I enjoyed that film. And you know, I'm assuming he's going to be in the Avengers movie, the Kang Dynasty. So yeah, good yeah. stuff.
1: I mean, look, most people won't agree, but for me, Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness, and Shang-Chi have been the two best things from uh this phase four of films. Again. I don't think there's anyone on the planet that will agree with me. But to me, yeah, they are the two best things. So, um, yeah, very.
0: Well, I enjoyed both of those films. But but do you know what, though? Remember Eternals, that film that happened? Yeah. Apparently, (laughs) a sequel is happening and Chloe Zhao is returning as director. This is according to Patton Oswalt. If you stuck around for that post-credit scene, he voiced Pip the Troll. So there you go. And he was being interviewed and he was talking about this sequel as very much a thing that is happening. And that was the first time it had been talked about. I mean, we got at Comic-Con the big plan. Eternals 2 didn't feature anywhere. So maybe it still won't. But according to Pan Oswalt, it is.
1: Yeah, very interesting how this came out. And look, I'm actually all for uh, a sequel to this because, like, you know, there's some pretty interesting characters here. I think they could do a better job the second time around making it a little bit more punchy and, like, just kind of get to the point with things um, with it. There was stuff to
0: like in Eternals. Let's not not hate it too much. Um, Hey, remember the end of the film with that giant celestial half sticking out of the earth?
1: No one's ever mentioned it, ever?
0: (laughs) Nobody mentions it. We've had films, TV shows since then.
1: All that yeah, never mentioned that planet-sized, you know, being the judge, you know, like just showing up in the sky, like telling the planet that it'll come back and you
0: know, (laughs) judge us.
1: Yeah. No one's mentioned. Anyway,
0: yeah, just just an observation. Yeah. Nobody's mentioning it.
1: I like to think Eternals actually hasn't happened yet. Like it's gonna it's set after everything that we're watching. Oh mate,
0: unfortunately, it has happened. I've seen it.
1: No, I mean like within the timeline. (laughs) I'm joking.
0: joking. I just Um, dislike the bloody film. I've seen it twice now. That's Mm. twice too many.
1: Do you know what? We've got we've got some more mad and web news because I know everyone's hot on heels for this. But apparently, we know who Adam Scott will be playing. Very interesting. He uh, apparently will be playing a young Ben Parker, who is, of course, a paternal uncle and father figure of Peter Parker. Always lives a long life. Um, what does this mean, man? What does this oh, mean? Oh, it's a bit
0: disappointing, to be honest, because. We talked about his casting last time, and in between shows, there was a strong rumor online that Scott was actually playing a older, retired Peter Parker. And now we're getting a young. And that would have been Benjamin Parker, a young <laughs> Ben Parker. Older Peter Parker would have been more interesting, and it's like right that could have been what the Sony. Spider Man universe, uh, what they're calling it, whatever they're calling it, a but that could have been, something. <laughs> uh, yeah, something like that. But that could have been what their Spider Man films were. Like, you know, you've got Venom, Morbius, Craven the Hunters coming, and obviously Madame Webb. But to, to have it in this series of films that you have had a Spider Man, but now he's older, that could have been interesting, but now. I guess spider-man's yet to happen if we're getting a young ben parker
1: well i mean i feel, i feel like it won't be a case of is yet to happen but maybe more of a like this is a time travel kind of or an alternate universe oh Web, yeah yeah could, Web, be, that. Part, yeah,
0: could yeah. be that yeah, of course. I was just thinking that, you know, similar to the Gotham TV series where Bruce Wayne was a boy yeah. and all the villains were running around. I'm like, oh, don't let Sony do that where we get a Peter Parker that's like eight years old. <laughs> like, how but mental I you would ride. that be? You, okay. know how,
1: like, you know how like Venom has that hive mind and like knows of Spider-Man, but it's like Spider-Man isn't even born yet. What? What? Uh... I wouldn't even put, put it past Sony to do something ridiculous like
0: that. Oh, no, Honestly, angry. I saw I saw a picture of Adam Scott on the set of Madam Web, and he had a, like an open final shirt, a tucked in T-shirt. I think he was wearing jeans. And just the idea of him being like an older Peter Parker, a retired Spider-Man, I thought, oh, that could be really interesting. But uh, we'll have to wait and see. Cause we, still, we still don't know what it is. We don't know what Madam Web's going to be. The official logo of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem has been released. This is the Seth Rogen and Adam Goldberg animated film. It's due to release in cinemas August 4th, 2023. So we've got a bit of a wait. It's a year away. It's all we've seen so far. No character designs, nothing like that. But we've got the logo. And... Yeah, I mean, what have we had from these guys before, adapting comics, The Boys on Prime, Preacher on AMC? Could be interesting. Seth Rogen behind an animated Turtles film. But I guess, yeah, that's the the news, the release day and the official title, Mutant Mayhem. Yeah, crazy it would be if, like, this was, like, a black and white, like, thing
1: but it's like the blood they'd be like blood but the blood would be red that'd be cool
0: (laughs) not based on the logo nah no have you have you seen right that turtles cartoon that came out it was like in the early noughties and then they did that the um the film turtles forever and it had the turtles from that animated series crossover with the turtles from the 80s cartoon and they eventually end up in the black and white Turtles universe oh, of the comic books. I've, I haven't yeah, actually so watched kind of it. Done I've come, come already. it though, Oh, yeah. mate. It's very good. I <laughs> didn't watch that animated series, but I saw that film just because it had the connection to the 80s cartoon. But you do get black and white Turtles in that.
1: Oh, okay. Sonic 3. Sonic 3, Sonic the Hedgehog 3, whatever you want to call it, will officially arrive in cinemas on December 20th, 2024. It seems like such a long way away, but I guess no it is, it's a it's a long way away. It's 2 years away. Um I'm
0: not glad... as far as that Avengers film. Ah, that's
1: okay. <laughs> we got a lot of yeah, we got a lot of Marvel movies to go. We got no Sonic. We got no Sonic until until then. Um but look, I'm glad they're doing that third movie. I'm glad, Me I'm glad too. these movies are continuing. That second one, you know, wasn't perfect, wasn't as good as that first one, but you know, like, oh, we yeah, talk about I bits can... and pieces, you know, knuckles, tails, supersonic. It's
0: tough when that I, other I, I really shot. can't decide. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I really can't decide, right? Because that first one was so much fun, and then you know, I really enjoyed. Kerry going back to his comedic roots, and we get a lot more of that in the sequel. But yeah, I'm glad that this—I mean—they're going to at least have a Sonic the Hedgehog trilogy, and then we're we'll also getting that Knuckles TV show. Idris Elba back as Knuckles on Paramount Plus. So so much more Sonic to look forward to.
1: You know, what? okay, I, I, I correct myself. Um, there is Sonic before 2024,
0: and that is that Knuckles show, which I'm sure,
1: surely Sonic might cameo. Ah. Who knows?
0: A live-action movie based on the classic arcade game Pac-Man is in the works. The last time we saw Pac-Man on the big screen, Pixels, the Adam Sandler film.
1: That's a good point. That's a good point. Um, when I think of like, okay, what can you? How can you make Pac-Man into you know give it some sort of story and narrative? Um, I go to the. I can't remember when it came out. It might have been the 80s. Maybe it was 90s. I don't know. There was a Pac-Man animated series where, you know, there was, there was Mrs. Pac-Man or Miss Pac-Man or whatever and the whole onslaught of things. I didn't really watch it, but I just know there was a... Oh, I did. A, a, yeah, there I was a watch valid a story. There was a valid story, wasn't there? Like, there was a narrative.
0: I mean, I don't remember the story, but I remember it being a cartoon that I watched.
1: Yeah, but it wasn't just, like, you know, him chasing dots around the screen. Occasional ghosts rocking up like there was actually things happening. So, look, that just means that just shows that you can create something. Anything can be made out of anything as long as someone writes something good. This can be done. I'm excited. We're getting more Sonic. There's that Mario movie that's still coming out. Things are good. Maybe there's a new Tomb Raider. Who knows? There's a lot going on. But we got Pac Man. Pac Man.
0: <laughs> There is a Sonic connection as well. The project will be based on an original idea from Chuck Williams, who worked on Sonic. So, what we did, don't know too much more.
1: What did Chuck about Williams do it. on Sonic?
0: I, I mean, I'm assuming he was one of the writers. Ah, right. That's my assumption, with no fact checking whatsoever. <laughs> so, all we can really say concretely is that a Pac-Man movie.
1: It's going to be a buddy comedy, way. right? So Pac-Man enters the real world and, like, I don't know, Adam Scott is the human counterpart and they're going to go on an adventure. I don't know.
0: Let's move it along. Let's <laughs> move it along. Michael B. Jordan's Creed 3 has officially been delayed from November 23rd, 2022 to March 3rd, 2023. So we need to wait a little bit longer and that film he's both starring and directing is his directorial debut but we've got more rocky related news a creed spin-off movie drago is in the works at mgm with robert lawton set to write Sylvester Stallone is speaking out against the new Rocky spinoff, calling producers who have exploited the franchise he created as parasites. I'm not sure if you've seen this, but Stallone has been going off. He is not happy whatsoever. So these uh, upcoming films, you know, the Drago spinoff, nothing to do with Stallone.
1: Look, apparently him and, you know, uh, what's his name? Uh, Dolph Lundgren have... uh... They've made peace apparently. You know, London picked up the phone well, and spoke to Sly, and was like, "Oh, look, I thought you were involved." I don't know. Yeah,
0: oh, well, yeah. that yeah, yeah. Apparently, you know, Dolph thought Sly was involved, but at the same time, like, nothing was really happening. It was just an idea that like, apparently uh, Dolph had not committed to anything. It was something that was happening. It was just interesting um, the wording that Dolph was using when he was being interviewed. Like, he was referring to. Stallone as Mr. Stallone. You know, it was like, oh, okay. Like, no, I don't so, know, the so mister was throwing me. So, so yeah, no, know, it was throwing me a little bit. So I'm not sure about this because, I mean, I get it, you know, we talked about the whole thing with, you know, Warner Brothers Discovery, we don't need to go back and drag it out of again. But I don't know, I mean, obviously on one hand, yes, I love the Rocky films, I really like Creed I enjoyed, Creed 2, looking forward to Creed 3. Would I like more movies set within that world? Yes, I would. But at the same time, I don't know. Like, I know it's it's a business, it's about making money, but for Stallone, I mean, you can't really disconnect Stallone from Rocky. I mean, they are one and the same. Mm. But to have him pushed to the side, and I don't know.
1: Oh, look, I mean, I'm not too
0: sure what I what I think to this. Th-
1: there's a there's a lot. Here. I mean, like he's already apparently not going to be in, um, in you know Creed three. Um, yeah. Now a lot of a lot of I think uh, of Stallone's animosity is coming from like a place of he wants to get the rights to the Rocky franchise back, and he's basically been like pretty much pleading or campaigning or trying to get you know people to fight his battles with him and be like. Like you, know, you know, get it, like, and I deserve them back. And it's like, well, if you want them, pay for it. Like, it's all business. But, you know, he's obviously. I, I don't know the details. He, so he we, either
0: didn't have them. Or yeah, sold we don't. Them off. Yeah. I mean, he'd have sold them at a time for a reason, but we we don't know. We don't know what else is happening behind the scenes. I think I just, but, I just but like, either way, you know. Like, yeah,
1: you're right. Like Salone is the face of. Of the Rocky franchise, I mean that—that that is what it is. However, I feel like because I mean the Creed franchise is proof that it's like you can do these other stories, and if they're done well, they can be great movies. Um, I, I do feel like for for yeah. loads to be like the franchise yeah. has been exploited. It's like nah, man, you did like six, seven movies. <laughs> like I feel like after you know maybe the first couple. You know, who's exploiting, who's really exploited the franchise the most? I mean, you oh, can't me, sit there. Five,
0: and... five was a misstep, but the other ones, I love them. I think they are are great. I mean, five was missing. I mean, you didn't have Rocky in the ring. Like it was a street fight with Tommy Gunn. Like it was a different thing altogether. But when he came back with like Rocky Tommy Balboa, Gunn. I love that movie yeah. so much. No, look. Um, and they're great movies. The Creed films. Is it all of them?
1: yeah but it just shows he it's is like, in
0: all of them so
1: you can expand the three franchise and yeah they, they can be good things. it's not necessarily exploitation But they haven't unless done it yet. You have
0: they yet. they haven't done it beyond Stallone yet because you I mean you've said like it won't be in Creed three. that will be the first time. Mm. if this drago film happens, that will be the second time but until then you've had six, seven, eight rocky films including two Creed films. Stallone's in all of them. In fact, you know what? whenever whenever we record the podcast, just to give my mic some height on my desk, I always use the same couple of DVD box sets, and right at the top <laughs> is my rocky anthology box set, one to five. Or <laughs> so featuring. I'm looking down at stallone's face or as, as we're talking There's about a... it Do you know what? So there I'll use, we go okay. I'll, use, um, <laughs>
1: I'll use my screen box set, um, which. Uh... <laughs> the comparison there is that the next screen film won't have neve gamble i mean
0: ah, oh, there we go franchises what is what is on. happening
1: franchises move on it is this is what it is but i feel like within this franchise with the rocky franchise with creed now um drago it's like it makes sense that he's not there <laughs> because he doesn't need to be especially with drago it's got to be pretty much set in russia i'm guessing. <laughs> like,
0: yeah i mean it it does it does yeah i mean it doesn't yeah it it doesn't need to be there but it's just everything behind the scenes that honestly if none of that was going on and it was just announced that you know everybody's on board there's gonna be a drago spin-off him and his son spinning off from creed 2 i'd be like yeah cool i want to see that but it's just i don't know it's just a bit it's a bit awkward yeah a Um, a bit icky
1: But speaking of movies without, um, you know, the original star, um, Roadhouse, no Patrick Swayze, uh, for obvious reasons, won't get into it. Um, uh, Bad joke, bad taste. Um, Doug Liman will direct the remake of Patrick Swayze's 1989 bouncer classic, Roadhouse, Um, this time starring Jake Gyllenhaal in the lead role. This is an example of, I guess, like you know, you mentioned the three-week gap that we've had between between movie shows. I'm like, did we talk about this already? I feel like this is old news now, although still yeah, very <laughs> exciting, very interesting.
0: <laughs> it happened it did happen. not too long after our last movie show, but you're right, it does seem like it happened a while ago. You know, I know you chuckled around classic there. <laughs> I love Roadhouse. I absolutely love it so much. I mean, the throat rip, incredible. Swayze is so good in Roadhouse. If you've not seen it, please stay away. They made a sequel, Roadhouse 2, direct to home release, many, many years ago. And Dalton dies in that film, in the opening of the film. Like, somebody's waiting for him. He's in an apartment. It's all in shadows, and he's killed. And the movie follows his son. That is awful. Don't watch the sequel. But that first movie is excellent. But then they're doing a remake with Doug Lyman. Really like him as a director. Jake Gyllenhaal, like him as an actor. But I don't like them for this. <laughs> I'm at the point, right, where... I just, so this is happening. And it's like, do you know what? I have my Roadhouse. I don't need this one, but, you know, I'm sure it's going to find a new audience. And this is a Prime video exclusive. So it's going straight to Prime, not even on the big screen.
1: I want to know is this going to be set in the past, like, you know, almost like a period piece thing, or is it going to be as a remake set in modern times? And if it's set in modern times, I think it's just going to,
0: I'm
1: like, who gets in bar fights anymore like and if they do it's usually like people are just kicked out straight up like i don't know i just feel like the type of the type of establishment that is featured in roadhouse just isn't around and if it is people are just aren't going to be on their phones like like
0: it's in the u.s i'm sure you know there's an old all, country nah, town yeah i'm sure
1: <laughs> and but I still guarantee go I, everyone's I going to be yeah CCTV watching everyone anyway. I just, I don't know. The setting just doesn't it's, seem It's going to
0: be a rough venue, isn't it? It's going to be a rough venue. They need Jack Dalton to come in and save the day. But I, I don't know. We don't know. I'm assuming it's going to be present day. Did you see the remake of Point Break? That's it is serious. Well, first off... <laughs> It is shit and completely pointless, and nowhere near touches the epicness of the original Point Break movie. So, you know, we've got the original, they're making these new ones. But Roadhouse, it always just seemed like a movie that I think, I mean, there's so many reasons why it works for me, but a lot of it is down to Swayze. He is absolutely fantastic in that first film. And yeah, it's cheesy, there's big hair, there's throat ripping. But it works. But will it work today? The well, big hair. Work. I guess we'll be soon guess we will not soon find out. Yeah, that's to leave leave the big hair in the eighties. <laughs> but um, but yeah, yeah. So the nineteen eighty nine bouncer classic Roadhouse is getting a remake. Well, that's it for movie news. Now on to TV news. So even
1: even DC on TV, as we mentioned earlier, you know there's. Lots of changes happening, lots of cancellations, conclusions being put in place. The Flash. The CW's The Flash will end with Season 9. As of the end of Season 8, the show has aired 171 episodes. Um, Now, I think I read this correctly. It's not going to be a full season as they've previously had, you know, like, well, like, 22 episodes or something like that. It's going to be...
0: 16, shorter 13, episode count,
1: something
0: like that. I think, I think I read thirteen, but yeah, it's going to be a shorter run. And it's, you know, talked about all the Warner Brothers movie news earlier, and yeah, TV also canceling shows on TV. But you know what, nine seasons—it's the last Arrowverse show. Yeah, absolutely. But what I'm hoping though, and I guess you know, I don't know how realistic this is but some of the other arrowverse shows just got cancelled i'm talking legends of tomorrow i'm talking batwoman although we're talking limited episodes i'm just hoping that as well as ending the flash they're somehow able to give a farewell to to the arrowverse i mean if you think about it one more
1: crossover we
0: got yeah, just something. I don't know because you know, schedules and people are going to be working on other projects. But we got Smallville for 10 years. And if you go back to the beginning of the Arrowverse, like Arrow originally was going to be a Smallville spin-off where it was going to be focused on Justin Hartley as Green Arrow. And then it got reshaped and became Arrow. And from that, the Flash and everything else and Arrowverse became a thing. But originally it was going to be a small bill spin-off. It really has achieved so much. And some of the crossovers are epic, especially Crisis on Infinite Earths. Before that, we've got Elseworlds, Worlds, Crisis on Earth X, like so many, so many crossovers, these characters coming together in live action for the first time. So, you know. Nine seasons is no small feat, but the Arrowverse will officially be ending. It's like we talked about before. Although we're getting more Superman and Lois, it isn't Arrowverse. Although it started that way, it's very much its own thing. Greg Volante's DC series, Strange Adventures, is not moving forward at HBO Max. There you go. That one didn't even get started, although I did hear that it was going to be an anthology series and one of them was going to be written by Kevin Smith.
1: Wow. I couldn't even remember what this was. So that's gone from yeah, my memory I mean, it's... Uh, completely now.
0: <laughs> In the comics, Strange Adventures was more sci-fi. So it wouldn't have been like the Arrowverse shows, which are Earth-based for the most part. This would have been a bit more high concept out there, wackier characters, maybe some more obscure characters. But although, it's not moving forward. Although sounding fun,
1: sounds very expensive. <laughs> Just with that pitch. Yeah.
0: Well, well, you know, Titans and Doom Patrol are reportedly in danger of cancellation at HBO Max. Honestly, if you're a DC show, watch out. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> watch your back. With Titans, I've got to be honest. Right, I'm up to date on Titans, Doom Patrol. I've not even seen the last season. I really need to watch season three. I'm behind me. on that one.
1: I thought you were like very pro Doom Patrol, like
0: yes, mate. I was really enjoying it, but there's just so much telly. Like there's so many things to watch, and yeah, Doom Patrol is one that <laughs> I'll get to There'll it. I'll be a mean, bit the whole less soon. on binge. <laughs> I will. I will get to it, but but the thing is, though, I I watched Titans, and if I'm honest, that final season to get through it, because I was going to review um, the latest season for Sounds Like Comics, so I pushed myself to watch it, but that was my main motivation. Doom Patrol, I've not even watched the latest season, and the idea of them potentially getting cancelled, I mean, I'm a big DC guy, and maybe if I'm not watching them, other people aren't watching them, so maybe they're looking at the numbers, I don't know. But again... If you have a DC show, watch out.
1: Yeah. But look, there are some DC shows that are still moving forward. I guess they've already been made and yeah, damage has been done. Um, but look, I can't, I can't like, mention anything about this one because I haven't actually watched this show. Um, the first teaser trailer for Pennyworth season three um, shares the show's new title Pennyworth, the origin of Batman's butler.
0: I mean, this is ridiculous. What is this? This This is absolutely (laughs) ridiculous. Imagine, right? Now, I I have seen that first season, really enjoyed it, watched with the wife. I've got season two ready to go, also on binge, where most DC shows seem to be in Australia. I've not done it yet, but imagine, right? You're somebody who has time, effort, like you've put so much into this show. And then some executive says, hey, just so you know, you're getting a new title, and we're going to call it The Origin of Batman's Butler. You'd be like, get out of here. I mean, first off, I mean, one, it's a ridiculous title. It really, really is. <laughs> but Alfred is Bruce Wayne's butler. It's just, oh, <laughs> but I get it, Batman sells. But just having that as the, as the new title, it's just ridiculous.
1: I... I I, I have no words.
0: <laughs> what a joke. it's It's a really bad title. It is a really bad title. But again, you've been working on this show for years and you suddenly get a new title. Really? What is it? The origin of Batman's butler. Yeah. It's no, a stupid title. No, I
1: mean, look, look, like I said, it makes sense. It's like people who don't know what Pennyworth is, it's like, oh, it's a Batman show. All right, cool, 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 I guess. But then it's also like Double-Edged Sword, the, uh, the title is stupid. <laughs> it's...
0: It's a really stupid, oh, is a Batman show. Is he in it? No, (laughs) just his butler. Oh, I don't know. I really enjoyed that first season. It had a really good aesthetic. I, I, Yeah, it's a good show. It is worth watching. I need to get on to season two before the origin of Batman's butler is released.
1: Couldn't they have done something different? Like, I don't know. I don't even know. I don't know.
0: It sounds like a joke, doesn't it? It like, sounds like the kind of thing that they would have had in Family Guy or even in Teen Titans Go To The Movies, <laughs> the kind of joke they'd go for there. But no, I feel like it's they happening could do, in real life. They
1: could do something like,
0: I, and I, again, I feel like this should have happened
1: at the start. Maybe like, I don't know, like Batman Chronicles Pennyworth or Gotham Tales or something. I don't know, Pennyworth. Or Pennyworth, you know, Wayne Manor, something I don't know. Just any of those, even though all sound shit, sound better than the origins of Batman's butler. Holy shit! Next story that was that's awful, (laughs) just awful.
0: (laughs) We got our first look at Charlie Cox back as Daredevil in She Hulk. Now, we did get a glimpse of him, it was a nighttime shot in a recent teaser for She-Hulk, but this is an official still that Disney Plus have put out ahead of the season premiere of She-Hulk. And it's a clear look of Daredevil, but not like we've seen him in the Netflix show, He's wearing his red and yellow costume, which is what he wore when he first debuted in the comics. I'm really excited for this, for seeing... Charlie Cox back as Daredevil and just seeing him in this original comic accurate costume. I'm still unsure about the visuals on She-Hulk, but, you know, we're days away now. What is it today? Sunday, Sunday, this it week? premieres on this Thursday week? Yeah. this week, yeah. So, recording on Sunday, but we're releasing this episode on Wednesday, so it'll be the next day tomorrow. That she <laughs> is out. Let's <laughs> say tomorrow, yeah, that's a better way of saying it. Does this, does <laughs> this yeah, add yeah.
1: fuel to the fire? Remember, my theory of we're getting a new interpretation of the Daredevil character, even though it's still played by Charlie Cox, it's a new
0: version, it's not necessarily maybe the Netflix maybe, show. Yeah. Yeah. We don't know. Nowhere Home wasn't really clear. Hawkeye wasn't clear on Kingpin. So we'll just have to, have to wait and see. But potentially, like even within the MCU, we could get different takes on characters. She-Hulk is a half-hour comedy. So maybe we're not going to get a gritty Charlie Cox daredevil here, but maybe we will when Born Again comes around.
1: Might have been freshman year it's an it's a multiverse story so it follows the pattern you see in civil war but because of things that happen in the multiverse because of new random occurrences it's not tony stark waiting for him it's norman osborne so we we speculated obviously when we we saw you know uh, what was it was it cinemacon comic-con i don't know whatever it was and we it saw something yeah. right? and we saw images of you know this upcoming show and we're like Okay, wasn't this meant to be in the MCU? What's going on? Okay, now it's officially uh, clarified. It is the MCU, but we're gonna get the multiversal differences. Which again, I mean, it works. It it allows the show to be. It it does.
0: It does work. The blame in the multiverse, but at the same time, it just sounds like what if. It sounds like what if, you know, or a show that Marvel already has. It
1: just sounds like, hey, look, we're actually doing our own thing, but we want to still say it's in the MCU. So
0: yeah. you guys I mean, it watch works. it. <laughs> like, yeah.
1: no, look, it, And again, characters could pop up and cross paths and, and things, but yeah. It's fine. It allows the Spider-Man show to be more of a Spider-Man show and have more fun It does,
0: but the show is literally what if Norman Osborn was waiting (laughs) for Parker and not Tony Stark? Here's the show. (laughs) Yeah, it has fun. Yeah, and and we'll watch it. We will absolutely watch it.
1: You know, that means he's gonna... Oh, no, he'll still have like a tech suit, but it'll be like an Oscorp suit.
0: Mm. We've already seen some concepts... Anyway, yeah, you get, apparently it's going to have those different costumes. We'll have to wait and see on that one.
1: Now, look, we were, you know, we were up in arms and being like, God damn, where is it? But we had accepted um, the fact that Bernard the Elf, David Crumholtz, uh, was not coming back to be in the Santa Clauses, the, the new TV show based on the Santa Claus. But now, after we've accepted it and, uh, you know, we're, we we're pretty content with it, Bernard the Elf is back. Um, with of course Damien Crumholtz set to reprise his role in the Santa Clauses. Um yeah, so that's that's exciting. That's is that not exciting?
0: That's good. Well it is, but I would honestly as you but... were talking as you were talking then, I couldn't work out if you were taking the mic or you were generally excited because no. there was so much excitement in your voice about him coming back.
1: No. Previously, when we had talked about, you know, like there's no Bernard, but like Bernard wasn't in the third um, Santa Claus film. And the logic was that it's like, look, the elves are all meant to look like children. He looked like a teenager, but now he looks like what, you know, a 40-year-old man would look like or someone in their 40s. I think that's his age. (laughs) Seems to match right. If he comes back now, he's going to look like someone
0: in their 40s i'm just saying it's gonna be weird be this is gonna... part of it could be part of the story who knows maybe <gasps> oh, like maybe got to a particular it could have got to a particular age where elves start to show their age who knows you know the fact that he didn't come back for the third one apparently at the time it was scheduling conflicts and then he'd come out and said well actually i went back to them and said hey i can make myself available i can work my other schedule around your movie, and they're like, oh, no, 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 you can't do it, it's too hard. And he's like, okay. Then. Yeah, because they turned it's around good and went, to hear that he's, mate,
1: you're too old. That's what they did. Um, but look, we've also got some other casting news. Uh, Laura San Giacomo, last seen in Barry and NCIS, will play La Bethana, a
0: Christmas witch. Ooh. Mm, <laughs> nice bit of casting. For me, I go back to Just Shoot Me. Used to really like that show, was I'm she really the David daughter? Was she, the,
1: was she like the main? She
0: chick? was no, she was the daughter, yeah, that was the who she the door,
1: yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, good show. Um, yeah, okay, I mean, this show is happening. I think the last time we talked about casting for this, Tim Allen had just cast his daughter, and I think it was like her acting debut, so this is you know to more recognisable people that have been cast. And yeah, the fact that Bernard's back, that's pretty exciting. It is. It is. And I'm curious to how it all plays out. Everybody still hates Chris. An animated reboot of Chris Rock's Everybody Hates Chris has been greenlit by MTV Entertainment to run on Paramount Plus and Comedy Central. So I'm assuming that Chris Rock will be back narrating, but I wonder... If they're going to get the same act that played young Chris, or if they're going to be aging up the part?
1: Um, I mean, look, if if it is, if the kid is going to still be, like if Chris is still going to be, you know, of the same age, a child, then much like the David Krumholtz situation, um, you know, the, the, I can't remember the guy's name, but who played young Chris, too old, he's going to sound too old. Um, and they're going to have to get someone, get someone younger. But well, that's okay. I mean, and I maybe as long as Chris Rock is obviously back, the rating you would need episode, that. I think that's that's a signature part of of the um of that original show. But um oh, look, if yeah. they can get as many of the other actors back, but particularly oh, Terry Cruz. That's right. Like I was like, oh, his name slipped my mind. I was like, the dad, the dad, yeah, Terry Cruz. Terry
0: Cruz. Then the then, original young Chris, Tyler James Williams. That's the so, one. So yeah, so maybe. They'll go with somebody younger. But on that, though, or on him, should I say, have you seen Abbott Elementary on Disney Plus? No. It is very good. Never heard. It is you. very good. It's a half-hour US sitcom set in a elementary school, and it is excellent. And he plays uh, one of the new teachers, Gregory Eddy. Check it out. It is a very... Very good show. I'm surprised I've not recommended it on the podcast. Definitely worth watching. But, um, yeah, everybody still hates Chris animated. Well, that's it for TV news. Now on to the recommend section. And I could have just recommended Albert Elementary, but I've got something else prepared. But I'll let you go first. I feel like you set yourself up
1: for a segue into the recommend, but you didn't really take it on. But that's okay. (laughs) That's not a... Mm. Not a bad. Well, if,
0: if you say if we have the same recommend, I'll have that as my backup. What are you recommending?
1: It's a documentary series. Ooh. Are we in trouble? Are we in trouble? Nope. Oh, good. Cool.
0: No. I honestly thought we were going to recommend the same thing. Anyway, I'm not recommending. What's your documentary I am series? God
1: damn it. I'm not recommending. I'm great. Um, Light and Me Man neither, is- by the way light and magic Ooh. yes the documentary tv series directed by lawrence kazdan produced by Lucasfilm and imagine documentaries um this is a disney plus original six episodes it all it's it's it landed all at once it's all there fantastic watch this essentially takes you back to where industrial light and magic first began we're talking george lucas the start of creating the effects for star wars um and, and then we delve there's a lot of time spent delving into basically like if if you think you've seen the making of star wars before like there's some new stuff here it takes us all the way from there to you know where industrial light and magic ilm where uh you know, a, pretty much a props and special effects you know kind of thing into like the you know the the moving from practical effects into the CGI world and how that sort of overtook everything and you know how they worked in tangent and how the the company essentially expanded into where it is today we're talking you know um, the 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 abyss terminator 2 Jurassic Park, like pretty much how the the company has moved, you know, with those big tentpole films and and those big milestones in special effects, um, interviews, just behind the scenes stuff, footage, um, raw footage. I don't know. There's just there's so much here. I don't know if you've checked this out yet, but this is an amazing watch. I might actually go oh, back, I've heard. and watch it again because yeah. wow. I feel like I was wow. watching it and a lot of it was just like. So much is happening so fast um yeah i feel like the only stuff i probably did already know a lot about was the, the dressing park stuff to be honest um a lot of it felt yeah. very fresh even the stuff about like the abyss and terminator 2 i was like even though i had read about the stuff i'd never really seen some behind the scenes things and it was it was cool It's a cool one. I've
0: heard great things. I've heard great things. Yeah, and it's already on my watch list. But yeah, I just you have a look at finding time. Because each episode goes for like a solid hour, doesn't it? Yeah. So I will find time to watch it. But yeah, you know, hearing such good things about it. So I definitely will check it out. I'm going to recommend The Resort. This is a eight-part series. So far, they've released five episodes. If you're unfamiliar... The Resort is one part relationship exploration and one part murder mystery. It is excellent. I am enjoying this show so much. Here in Australia, it's streaming on Stan. In the US, it is a Peacock original. So what we've got is a cast of characters across two different time periods. We've got present day, William Jackson Harper as Noah, and Christine... Milioti is Emma and they find a, oh they find a camera I don't want to spoil too much but basically they're investigating what happened in Christmas 2007 where two people went missing Skyler Gizondo as Sam Lawford and Nina Blumengarden as Violet Thompson so you've got a couple in the present day investigating a couple in 2007 who went missing at the same resort. It is really intriguing. It's it's brilliant. It is absolutely brilliant. And that's why I'm going early on this recommend. Again, all eight episodes aren't out yet, but it is so good. So you need to get on it if you're not started watching already. It's from the creators of Palm Springs, the Andy Samberg comedy, the film, and Mr. Robot. It is very, very good. It is so intriguing. So there you go. Check it out.
1: It is very good. Um, I don't even, I, I think maybe I was waiting a little bit until I recommended it. But at this point in time, I'll tell you, this could be my favorite show of the year, if it continues to pan out and delivers yeah. on uh, the remainder. Because I'm like, this show is fantastic.
0: fantastic. Such high quality yeah just, just gripping so it's, and so clever yeah, as yeah. things
1: are unfolding i'm like wow
0: it just things yeah i again i don't want to spoil it i don't want to spoil it so oh, if you've you not you started the show yet absolutely check it out check it out well that's it for the recommend section now on to the trivia section with 29 movies and seven Disney Plus shows, now that Miss Marvel has finished, the Marvel Cinematic Universe will now take you 100 hours to finish on your next rewatch. There you go. Bloody hell. <laughs> 100 hours. And then you're all caught up. I'll book some time off. That's it for our movie show. Please go subscribe and download this podcast on SoundCloud and Apple Podcasts, and please leave us a review. It helps listeners just like you find the podcast.
1: We're on social media. You can find us on Facebook,
0: Twitter, and Instagram as that Film Street Podcast. And we also have our companion shows, Rewind and Review, and Sounds Like Comics, which each have their own Facebook pages. If you missed it, we recently reviewed Prey, and stay tuned for our upcoming review of Nope. You've been listening to Luke and Jason, the guys from that film, Stu. See you soon.